0: Hello and welcome to Strong Side Podcast Episode 4. Um, we are in Ross's cool little studio in his beautiful flat and we're going to talk to Nathan Barley-Phillips who runs Basic Records, um, which has been a label for 13 years, um, releasing bands such as Enter Shikari, Misery Signals, Betty Tomorrow, uh, Sleep Token, Canvas. He's also involved in so many other cool things. Uh, in promoting music and is a massive advocate of talking about mental health. This is a great episode. Um, I'm going to hand you over to Ross to, to mention some of the things that come
1: up. Yeah, uh, we had a fantastic conversation with Nathan, uh, first time we've ever spoken to, him, he was a lovely person, uh, great to speak to. Uh, One caveat that we would like to just include is just a wee warning that we do cover the topic of suicide in this episode. Uh, It's quite heavy at some points, uh, both myself and Nathan talk about some personal experiences, so we don't want that to catch anyone off guard. Um, And as always, um, once you've listened to the episode, if you like it, please give us a follow. You can find us on Facebook, Um, you can... (laughs) We do, <laughs>
0: um, the key thing that you have to do um, with podcasts, and this one in particular, is subscribe. And uh, I-, I think it's also good if you review them uh, positively. Uh, so if you could go onto the iTunes store uh, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star review, that would be amazing. Um, I am eventually going to make a website, but at the moment there isn't one. So Facebook's your best bet for updates right now. Looking forward to hearing what you have to say about this this um this episode. It's it's one of the best ones we've done. We did it via Skype, which is a new medium for us, and it was super cool that Nathan was so down to chat and just open-minded and 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 super honest. So here we go. Hi, we are here with Nathan from Basic Records and also involved in a lot of other cool parts of the music industry, uh, identifying talent and and helping people to distribute their music in different ways. We're going to go into that a little bit later on. Um, But as we've said before, the main reason that we're here is to sort of highlight uh, people that are involved in music and their relationship with with mental health and to show that um, nobody's alone in these things and try and make sure that we we're pretty open and honest about our own experiences and try and see how they've affected other people and what what their involvement in music uh has how that's affected their mental health in good and bad ways and and kind of try and see uh just how they navigate the various things that they do um so hi Nathan if you would like to maybe introduce yourself a little bit and just say a little bit about your about what you do
2: yeah sure no worries well thanks first of all for uh inviting me to be on the podcast it's uh it's a real honor actually so yes yeah, um you know kind of getting the background of what you guys are doing and the reasons behind it and everything else It's uh it's a really cool thing that you're doing um and you know especially kind of trying to uh to open up about these things and kind of you know get get people talking in a much wider forum so yeah um hats off to you guys for that and uh yeah i mean um so my own backgrounds uh so i've been been running my own label uh basic records for um about 13 years now something like that um but um yeah so it's that's been a really really cool um challenge and you know something that i've kind of lived and breathed for for a good while um, and, uh, yeah, kind of on top of that, um, I was A&R Director at Invictus Music. Um, I currently sit on the board at the Association of Independent Music as well, or known as AIM for short, which is a lot less of a mouthful. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I've also just recently started uh, working for Believe as well, and um, a, a brand, a distribution brand that they own called TuneCore. Um, so I head up TuneCore now in the UK um and uh, yes yeah, so I, I guess i'm kind of involved in in lots of uh, lots of different areas of music but my main kind of fortes are a A&R and r uh, and distribution
0: that's that's quite the quite the palette of things that you're involved in you must be extremely busy
2: yeah, yeah, I am, and um, you know, I mean, it's it's, it's interesting, just uh, just kind of you know looking at these things. That, you know, I think there was a there was a time, definitely in, in in my own personal life, probably a couple of years ago, where I was I was way too busy. Um, and uh, you know, interestingly, I know you know the discussion we're going to have about kind of. Sometimes that can affect, you know, your your general kind of outlook and, and you know and everything else. So um, so yes yeah, it's, it's it's been quite tricky to get the balance right but um, but yeah I, I kind of I kinda of feel feel pretty good now. Awesome. <laughs> I, feel like, good. I feel like I'm in control, so that's all good.
0: That's fantastic. I guess one of the key questions is um, what what kind of spurred you on? What made you want to start your own label? Um, were you involved in bands yourself or did you just have some friends that you knew were really talented and you wanted to help them out or what, what was the sort of process behind uh, starting that
2: yeah so I guess all of the above um so I was uh, I was putting on shows locally in my in my hometown um which is a, a kind of a shire town just north of London um and yeah we were you know kind of promoting shows and I was in bands and, and various other things I think you know most of most of us that have kind of clawed our way up in, in this industry and then kind of, you know, sort of started things on our own, you know, generally have either been in bands or, you know, been around music. And it's just when a, you tend to find you, you kind of meet loads and loads of like-minded people um, that are just, you know, just music is in them. Um, and they just kind of have to do it and, you know, come hell, or, hell or high water. It's, you know, it's, it's just a case of having to do it. Um, something just kind of spurs you on, I think, you know, people just, uh, people just kind of take to it. So, so yeah, so that, I mean, that was the case for me, you know, I was kind of working, um, in a completely unrelated industry I was was working in aerospace and um you know all the all my kind of spare time was taken up with um you know either putting shows on or um you know trying to find bands to help or being in bands myself and um and yeah there was at that particular particular time about kind of yeah probably around 13 15 years ago some something like that there was just like just an amazing amount of talent um you know just awesome awesome bands from our kind of local area um and it just kind of got to that stage where i just thought you know like we need to be helping these bands kind of reach you know sort of greater heights than than, than just playing their local venue every kind of you know a couple of months and, and whatever and you know they were five at that time it was really hard to get shows and, and everything else but then the the kind of advent of uh you know kind of new technologies and, and new ways to communicate you know things like myspace and things like pure volume and you know uh forum boards and you know and everything else just kind of exploded um at the same time um and yeah just that whole kind of ecosystem really kind of helped uh help blossom so yeah so we had a you know kind of couple of bands that were on our first ever uh, releases um you know people like enter shikari um a, a really kind of well known at the time uh, a band called fell silent uh, who went on to form tesseract and monuments and Harvard coward um and um yeah so we we kind of just got involved with with those guys and and just just really with nothing more that, you know no more thought than just to kind of help those bands reach a wider audience and do as much as we could um and that's really how basic records was born um yeah and you know the the rest is history i guess so
0: <laughs> yeah that's 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 pretty cool i mean. I like to find the connections between people uh, early on, and I think music is just such a small little network. Um, Enter Shikari are one of the bands that, obviously, Ross is a huge fan. Um, they toured with some of my closest friends in Flood of Red, um, and Flood of, yeah. Red, Flood of Red were the band that got me into into graphic design, into doing designs for bands and stuff like that. So it uh, just always always makes me smile when you, you realise that, like, no matter who you talk to in this sort of alternative music scene, there's, there's always people, like, that you have a mutual knowledge of so that's yeah definitely
2: yeah absolutely and I, th- I think that that probably i don't know but you know that probably goes goes one further just as a as a kind of as an aside what's really interesting is is that through and en- the shikari i actually met one of my really really good friends who funnily enough is from glasgow oh, wow. um called uh, sean Mc- uh, sean McKemison, um his name is and he oh, used I'm to sorry, run so sorry to i'm gonna and I-, I know sean <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so in so interestingly, yeah. So Sean and I are really really good friends, and I met him through. But he was basically running the Enter Shikari message boards and and doing their uh, their website and and that kind of stuff. And and through that, I actually asked him if he would uh, basically build the first ever uh, Basic Records website. And you know. I was, so I asked him if he could kind of come on board and all the rest of it. And anyway, so at that point, and probably a couple of years later, he actually became an official part of the label, and, and still is. He still does all of our design work. He still does all of our web, you know, web stuff and uh, and everything else. And I actually got him his first job in London before him, and so he moved down to London. So. That's uh, yeah so it's uh, you, that just goes to show you it's a real good kind of case in point of um, you know community and everyone kind of you know knowing each other and you, you'll always know someone that knows someone and you know because it's, it's like like i said at the beginning it's, it's like-minded people kind of coming together because it's, it's just in you you know it's just it's uh it's either in you or it isn't and the pe and the for the for those people who it's you know it's inside they, they tend to kind of you know gravitate towards each other so yeah
0: absolutely man yeah that's i mean that's why ross and i are sitting here is just a yeah. mutual mutual respect and and di- different circles of friends and different bands you end up in the same room and chatting about the things that you, you enjoy and and um but i guess one thing that you mentioned that that's really interesting to me is um you are involved in a in a totally different industry in aerospace which is you know well known as something that you can make a lot of money doing if you do well but it seems that like you kind of decided to take the route of your passion over necessarily something that was this not, not the easy route, but the route that you'd chosen. Um, was there a point where you with basic, you kind of thought, OK, this is a thing that we can do and, and maybe it'll, it'll keep things ticking over or, you know, what was what was the sort of um, the driving force behind deciding to jump in with both feet into to, to running a label?
2: Yeah, I mean that's that that's a, a really kind of good uh, topical question actually because um, that was it was basically my uh, my first um, encounter with um, with depression <laughs> that um, that actually kind of spurred that decision making on. Um, so just to kind of give you some some inside info, and this isn't you know kind of common or general knowledge, but, um, yeah, I was, uh, I was an operations manager for an aerospace company and, um, I was, you know, doing very well and, you know, company car and great salary and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but actually in, inside, um, you know, I, I kind of, I, I, like I said to you before, all of my spare time was, was, was spent in music. Um, and it became a real problem for me because, um, I, I had, an absolutely clear vision of what I wanted to do with my life. And and none of it included working in aerospace. (laughs) Um, and so it kind of it got to got to a point where actually it was really eating me up and um, it, you know I, I i was just kind of going and doing this job and, and you know really slogging my guts out and you know it's it's, it's fine it was you know it's a good job there's nothing wrong with the with the job or you know with the with the uh, with the industry or anything like that other than that it, it just didn't interest me in in any way shape or form but but being the, the i guess the kind of person i was i wasn't going to go there and do a terrible job but you know i still wanted to do a fa- you know a good job for that for that company um, but yeah, I just, I, every kind of year that passed that I was doing that, um, you know, I was, I was kind of still, you know, working on, on the label and, you know, even though the label kind of started, as I think think I think about 13 years ago, it wasn't really until probably five years in, um, that I actually, um, started doing it full time. Um, so it was a good kind of five years, um, of still working the day job. And trying to make you know everything work outside of that time, um, you know, to really kind of develop the label and work with the bands and and everything else. And that, I mean, the the stresses of kind of trying to do sort of two full time jobs was was bad enough. But the the thing that really got me was was that I couldn't I couldn't see a way of it converting. I couldn't see any kind of um, light at the end of the tunnel where I could actually you know, quit the the day job and do the music the music thing full time. Um and over a period of time that actually really wore me down. Um so I I actually kind of uh yeah just kind of sought some kind of counseling type help um with that and um basically long story short I, I actually just formulated a plan um to, to make it happen for myself. Um and you know it involved borrowing money um it involved you know a lot of kind of uh, support from my family and from my wife and and, and that kind of stuff um and it, it really really wasn't easy but i just i just got to that point where i just said you know what I, if i don't do this i'm going to regret it for the rest, rest of my life if i don't you know give it a go if i give it a go and you know after a year or two it's not working out then fine at least i tried um you know and i can say that i you know i, I gave it my best shot um, but the worst thing for me would be to get like you know 20 30 40 years on if i was lucky enough and then just be like damn i wonder what would have happened if i'd have actually you know kind of really pushed myself and and really kind of you know made that made that transition from from working in an industry that i didn't really care about to to, to basically working with with everything i care about um You know, I just thought that really, really would kill me later on in life
1: if I didn't give it a go. Um, Nathan, yeah, Nathan. What was the kind of turning point? Like, when did you, after you made that decision, and I'm assuming stresses came with that as well. When you were like having to borrow money and the support was there from your family, but when was the turning point where you actually did see like the light at the end of the tunnel and you knew that what you had turned this venture into was actually going to be a success, and and you could kind of relax yeah, a bit.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I mean, I gave I gave myself eighteen months um to to basically be able to say that i could i could kind of you know uh not not earn a living from it entirely but um but just you know to to be able to say you know with with a decent amount of uh you know kind of review and and forward planning that there was another good there was going to be another 18 months in it you know um if I if I kind of got to that point and I just thought, you know what, this has been a real struggle and I just can't see a way of this working for the next couple of years, then at that point I said to myself, you know, I'd be happy, to, well, I wouldn't be happy, but I, w- I would have to just make the decision that I gave it a try, it didn't work out but I was lucky enough to get to that point and probably a year and a half, two years in um, to, you know, to, to kind of doing it full time, where actually, you know, things kicked off pretty well. Um, and, you know, we, we were working with some really, really great bands at that time. Some of the releases did really well for us. And, um, you know, we, we secured some good licenses for, um, you know, for bands like Bury Tomorrow and 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 that kind of stuff. So, so yes, yeah, so we, I mean, I just, I literally just, just worked my ass off, um, you know, for, the, for that sort of first, Couple of years just to make sure that when it came to that review time, that I didn't have to stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know that I didn't have to go back to the day job. Um, so yeah, so that was that was it, and you know that, here I am now, I guess. So.
1: And I think to be honest, that's kind of evident for anyone who knows a little bit about your label is that, that it has been a lot of hard work. And um, I mean, further down the line, when you got any bigger collaborations and things like prosthetic and Sony, did that add to stress or did that actually make it easier?
2: Um. I think you know each of those things kind of comes with its with its own stress, but I, I think that um, you know kind of during during that point, once I'd made that decision and and re- and really thrown myself into it, I didn't look back. Honestly, like, I just I just didn't look back. Um, you know, I, that that world, you know, where I, where I kind of a, a world where I don't work in music is just just seems so remote and alien to me now. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that that i just you know that i just was like you know look I, I, that isn't going to happen i'm not going back you can't make me Do you know what, <laughs> what i
0: mean yeah it's really interesting so... to me to hear like um that you sort of you made music into into your um into your career by by setting a deadline and, and like pushing for it and that that is absolutely incredible for for me um i'm the total opposite because i enjoy music so much and it is such a stress release uh, and such a like a like a hobby aspect of my life i actively avoided ever making any money from releasing records or 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 bands and 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 that's not to say that it's the sort of best way around it but in doing that i sort of actively tried to make sure that there was never a sort of a driving force that would make me want to try and make a bit more and try and make it a, a career that yeah. I could focus because I'm, I'm a graphic designer and that's what I love to do. So music just kind of is there as something that, you know, I like to get involved in. So I, I'm just, yeah, I just, it's cool. To hear- I mean, I-
2: yeah i think i think that's great i think you know that that's the thing i think you know that, that really just goes to show that every everyone has their own kind of dynamic and everyone has their own kind of set of parameters that they that they like to that they like to work by i think the key thing that i just heard you say then was that you know you're a graphic designer and you love it yeah exactly, um, you exactly. Know, which, which is great i think you know sort of comparing like for like you know i was an operations manager for an aerospace company and hated it <laughs> absolutely <you laughs> so, know, no
0: absolutely that's the thing as well i think it's one of the coolest things about music is it's there for people who want to do it as a career. It's there for people who want to dabble in it. It's there for people who want to, you know, go and see a band every week. It's there for people who want to go and see a band once a year. You know, it's, it's, it's there. And people like yourself are, you know, consistently pushing that and making sure that the people who are, are, are making, making music and, and working hard to get it out there are being, heard by the people that that are interested in it and i think that's absolutely incredible it's it's really cool to hear that you you decided you know this is it this is you know life or death make or break for me and you gave yourself a, a- yeah
2: I just I, I mean like i say i it got to that point where there was just no other choice um you know it really it really was affecting my my, my kind of certainly my mental health but pr- probably also my my physical health as well um where i you know I, I was i was going to going to do a job every day that i just you know, I, th- I think th- I think there's a lot of people that, that that go and do a job and 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 probably don't like it that much, or they're uh, they're they're indifferent to it. I think if you if you can get up every morning and think I can't wait to go to work, then you're 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 very lucky. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I think I think that that's you know that's that's really admirable. I think I think the majority of people though probably, you know, they, they work because they need to work and they need the money. And and, and really, it kind of you know it, it could or couldn't be anything or, you know, and whatever. But I, I think that was the key driver actually for me as I, I tried to turn that negative into into something positive. Where, you know, I just thought actually if if I continue to do this and if I continue to to kind of deprive myself of of what I know it is that I want to do um then then you know i think my my mental health will, will just deteriorate or just kind of keep you know going down and down and down and and you know that i just had to do something about that like i say i think actually though for for most people they don't have that problem which is you know probably you know just must be bliss because i, I think it's, you know you go th- you go to work and you're like you go to work and you do a job and you, you learn the money but you're not sitting there thinking yeah but i really 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 want to doing this you know it's like actually I you know I have other interests but I'm happy to do them as hobbies or I'm happy yeah. to do them at the, at the weekend or what that wasn't the case for me that the case for me was is that I want to do those things 24 7 I cannot do anything else it's you know that there was it was such sort of so black and white and, and and having that frustration of feeling like you're you're kind of you're trapped by you know the the kind of financial restrictions that you, that you have to have you know this this job that pays this amount of money otherwise you know you, you you'll lose your house or you know whatever the sort of feeling like that is just so horrible when you when you want to do you know that you you'll be better somewhere else and you you have to do it so um so yeah so i mean that was really the the, the, the primary driver for me
1: i think it's really interesting as well you have seen that is because Stephen and I both ran like let's say grassroots labels, and we were around a lot of bands and people who who were maybe on the cusp of of getting somewhere, and then yeah. for whatever reason haven't. And then we used we were obviously still in close contact with a lot of those people, and you do see what what you mean there. They're now stuck in jobs that, for the most part, I can speak for some of my friends. They don't like their jobs. They wish they could be out toured all the time, but unfortunately, just don't have that outlet. But they still rely on being a band in a band, whether it's playing to five or ten or a hundred people a lot of times a month they still rely on that as their outlet so I mean it kind of it kind of hits me hard as well like looking back saying what me and Stephen did seems like a long time ago it was actually not that long ago but it's still seeing people striving for that you just kind of wish they could get it but it's not always that easy
2: yeah yeah definitely and like I say you know it really is horses for courses you know and and that you know you kind of as long as you, if you if you feel like you're you know you need to get something out of you and you especially if you're a creative person you know whether that be with with music or anything else just you you know 9 times out of 10 it's, it's just if you're deprived of that outlet you know that that's when that's when you get into trouble um and and it really you know it doesn't it doesn't matter so much about whether you're doing it full time or or part time or whatever you know i mean i i'm I guess I just I I love being creative I love working with other people that are creative and you know and, and even in you know my spare time I'm a you know photographer and but I, I only do that you know that's kind of what used to be my music now um you know I kind of I do that when I've got time and I, I do it just for me I, I just you know I don't i don't you sell it or you know or anything else i I just it's just a creative thing for me i just absolutely love you know photography when i get spare time and and that kind of thing and it's just yeah it's just a a case of sort of you know just just being creative in your in your own way and in your own time and 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 whatever and just doing the things that you know that make you feel alive and like a human i guess so (laughs) absolutely
0: man one of the things you mentioned earlier on which has always been interesting to me as i was totally on like I was there at this point as well was was the sort of MySpace phenomenon and how the internet yeah. really kicked off and really made it possible for bands who otherwise would have struggled to find an audience to really just connect directly. Um so but since then it seems like the internet's almost been a, a blessing and a curse in a sense that it's such a it's such a readily accessible thing that it it gets saturated with a lot of information you have to try and wade through it. Have you found the sort of progress from those early days with MySpace where you could kind of just find a a group of people who are automatically passionate about what you're doing to maybe now is, is something that's, that's much more of a challenge.
2: Yeah. I would, I would say that the, the the noise has increased massively, you know, beyond compared to, to, you know, those days. And, and I mean, it's, it's interesting because, you know, it was such a kind of, it was—I I don't know—that that, 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 those kind of, that, especially those MySpace days, um, were, were kind of such a revelation. I think for everybody that were, you know, that was involved, um, you know. But but at the same time, it, it's it kind of it kind of feels like now, um, especially when you're kind of looking at bands and looking at artists. Like I don't I don't ever want to be in a position where I'm kind of telling someone to not be creative. Um, but at the same time, there are, you have to be really careful when you're working in music for a business. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of, I, I have kind of a couple of different hats I have to wear. And, and when you're looking at something objectively from from an A&R perspective, there, there's a lot of noise out there, that, you know, out there now. You know, ev- everyone is is in a band and, you know, everyone kind of, you know, wants to be in a band. But the, but the, the problem is, is that, what i find now is that there's so many there's so many bands that that don't have anything to say um and you know that's the key thing for me from you know that's the first thing i look for is 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 what are this band trying to say you know and and is it meaningful um you know and 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 can i get behind whatever then you know whatever message it is whether it is you know whether it's political or whether it's just actually this band are all about you know i don't know smoking weed or or, (laughs) It really doesn't matter, but if I need, you know, with with any band, and the reason the band is successful is because it's because people believe in that band and what they're saying, what they're doing, and how they sound, and you know, and 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 that kind of stuff. It's just, I think the the you know definitely these days there's there's a lot of kind of derivatives, and there's uh, there's a lot of bands kind of being very inspired by you know sort of some of those bands from back then um, and and before. But they're not really using that to kind of create their own thing. They're just replicating it, um, you know, maybe kind of putting a, a slightly different you know twist on. But it, it can be really difficult. but yeah, I, I just I feel like we were all really lucky in um, you know in those kind of myspace days. It just made you know especially the um, you know the artists that did have something to say, all of a sudden, they've now got a platform you know that they just did you know just didn't have before and and half the time you wouldn't find out about these things um just because you know because the internet didn't really exist in any meaningful way for for musicians um so yeah so it's there's a there's a definite um yeah there's a i think there's a there's a definite problem (laughs) with 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 too much internet these days
0: well um ross kind of pointed out that you had um tweeted a very sorry i was being being an absolute stalker research uh that that you said that um your anxiety uh, kind of is particularly bad when it comes to social media and things like Twitter. Uh, yeah. Do you, do you find that as these are probably a day-to-day part of your, it's they're a day-to-day part of most people's lives, but like when you're, when you're involved in promotion, there's kind of a key, you have to have a voice and you have to, the things you say have to be said in a certain way and you have to be kind of managing like loads of other groups of people and what they say. Do you find that, that the social media aspect of what you do does provide a sort of sense of anxiety at times
2: It's yeah, definitely. But it's but it's a double edged sword, you know, Um, it really is, you know, it's it's kind of it it, it can be so difficult because really most of most of, uh, you know, how I deal with social media these days is is a product of of, of how, you know, how things have developed for me personally and for the businesses I work with. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have to have a certain voice, um, you know, because that's what people are looking to you for. Um, you know for, for 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 information whether it be on your you know on your on your label or whether it be about independent music in general you know that kind of thing so that just kind of comes with like it's like layers of responsibility as you as you kind of um you know move along into into kind of different things in your career but that that does definitely bring its own kind of stresses because all of a sudden then you're then you're mindful of you know you know not tweeting a picture of your porridge and uh, like <laughs> You know that—not that I do that, but it's just you know st- that kind of stuff that some sometimes you you just want to be able to just like, you know, I I went for a, a really really wicked poo earlier and you know that kind of stuff. But you but you can't but you can't do you can't say that on Twitter. And it's just because all of a sudden there's an expectation and and then you kind of get like a you know like a kind of weird anxiety thing and um, you know just just that kind of. Having to live up to other people's expectations, which I don't think is, you know, that's that's a general thing that I think a lot of people have have issues with, and and you know, definitely kind of suffer from. Um, and I and I think there's you know there's always that kind of that meme that kind of pops up, and you know, that periodically where you know there's something like you know like this if if it's as good as you you know you 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 show on Facebook or something like that. So it's basically about pe- about people kind of you know projecting this image of themselves or projecting this image of their life that actually isn't really true, Um, you know, but you only kind of promote the good bits or you only kind of tell people about, you know, how how awesome your life is on social media.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of like everybody's got their own little personal marketing scheme you know they will you know, <laughs> everyone, is you know a brand. <laughs> yeah, everyone is their own little brand and it's kind of it's a it's a tricky one to traverse and you can i definitely think it's, it's something that people can get a bit sucked into it and worrying about so you see someone and they always post the most delicious food or they post the most amazing <laughs> records or you know they've just got the best shit going on in their life yeah you, you don't see all the other shit and like it is a, it is a real difficult um it,
2: it is because because you're you know you're constantly judging yourself against those people and against those those you know those types of lives and kind of thinking that you know whether that be like you know somebody looks great and and you look like shit or <laughs> like you know, or or it could be that's you know somebody's like doing really well in their career and you're really struggling or you know it, it's it's a constant kind of self-examination and uh, and like you, you know you've you hit the nail on the head you know you, people unexpectedly have ha- have had to market themselves as you know as their own kind of personal brand and I, a lot of people don't realize that that's what they're doing but you guys have you know you've, you've highlighted that you know straight away um and it's you know that is exactly right and uh, it can it can be really difficult to to live up to and and kind of you know deal you know both on a on a personal level but also just looking at what other people are doing and how they're projecting themselves and you know and it's, it just seems like a kind of i don't know like a kind of giant race like a giant game of some kind, where you're sort of everyone's sort of trying to progress to the next level and it's just i don't know it's just
1: it almost feels like there's like no uniqueness to life for some people anymore it's like people think i need to do this and i need to do that and like yeah like steven steven's married what made me saying like i'm engaged i'm getting married soon but since i've got engaged oh thank you very much um (laughs) since i've got engaged like the amount of people coming up and going oh man you're you've got your shit together you've really got it you've got a flat you're engaged you've got a job and i'm like man it's okay like yeah. there's no linear yeah. path for whatever you decide to choose with your shit i mean you're testament to this Do you know what i mean like you decided i am going to make a massive change in my life and you did it yeah and, and uh, i think people are spontaneity seems a bit dead to me <laughs>
2: um, yeah yeah definitely and i th- I think you know that, that i mean going back to that as well you know I don't, I don't mind saying you know i'm i'm married um as well and um you know i've got Yeah. Cheers. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh you know I've got I've got a couple of kids as well and um you know I had I had them um they were both babies when I made that massive decision um so I had you know a wife mortgage two babies and um and I was just like you know damn you know this is the entirely the wrong time in my life to be doing this I, I can um, totally
0: relate man I, I get, yeah like you I went the opposite way I kind of checked out and thought I can't i can't also book shows and release <laughs> records so for, you know so yeah 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 no but absolutely with but that the when, thing you, is, when you it, have kids it changes your priorities massively as
2: yeah. well yeah yeah it, it does and um you know it was probably it was probably really selfish of me to, to do it at that time but i just like i say you know i just i had to make some some changes for my own sanity and for my own health and you know and everything else and um and yeah i just you know i, I think i think that's the thing i think that Going back to the kind of the social media and just you know other people's expectations of you yeah. and and you know and 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 the, their you know other people's projections of themselves and and everything else. I think you know sometimes honestly you you just got to look at, you, at yourself and what you want and what makes you happy. Like oh, that, that's, yeah. you know that that is it for me. I just that is all I ever think about now. And and I think you know that whole kind of church of dudeism thing. I think is fantastic as well. You know just just don't be a dick. Like yeah. just. Uh, that if you can just live yourself like think thinking of, of your own personal happiness whilst also not being a dick to others that's that balance, it yeah, that like, that's, a that's life the well,
0: oh definitely man um i, I have to say though you, you say oh that's a selfish time but i think your kids and your your wife would rather have a happy husband and father uh, exactly than, a, than, a, than an absolutely unhappy one um who's bringing bringing in the cash because i think you know one of the things that that not speaking about these things and not taking these leaps and not making you know making yourself important can lead to is both depression and and it can lead to um absolutely it it can just it can just lead to like uh feeling like angry about everyone around you as if they're holding you back when it's really it's it's sort of it's on you so i don't think i don't think anyone would consider it selfish especially since you worked so hard to make it Yes, yeah. and i think that's the key if you go oh man i'm super into music and then you like sit in your room and get stoned and play guitar <laughs> um, and don't do anything about it then you're not really you know you need to have that drive and i think you need to have that goal and i think what, what we've kind of came across today is that or you know what, what we've learned through speaking to you is that it's absolutely achievable and that's that's excellent man that's like such an inspiring thing to pass on um
2: yeah cool i mean i mean that you know that that's great i had actually had this conversation you know so somebody was it was really really nice guy that's that's been kind of you know struggling a little bit over the last couple of years and and you know just sort of personal issues and you know uh, unfortunately you know lost the child and 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 that kind of stuff which was which was grim and um you know but but he was just like you know I, i really kind of it's just totally blew my mind, but he, he was just like, you know, I really look to you for inspiration and you know, sort of the things that you, you, you always, always got your nose to the grindstone and always kind of, you know, just working and, and whatever. And the way I kind of look at that as much as like, it's like a massively humbling and mind blowing thing for someone to ever say anything of that kind of magnitude to you. is just to sort of think, well, if you can, if you can inspire other people by just actually looking out, you know, for your own well being. And just looking out for your own kind of personal happiness and just and just making those little tweaks and those little life decisions you know that, that can really affect kind of positive change both you know for you personally but for those kind of close to you and those around you and if that can then kind of help you to like you know to lead on to to other things that the work as a result of those changes you know then that's great but if that can then inspire other people looking from the outside in then then even better you know like that's yeah. you know that's that's got to be for me that's a, that's just a winner for everyone
1: and that's such a good point as well because I mean I can kind of relate to that just in the sense that the first episode we actually did was just Stephen and I talking about our experiences uh, just like one on one and being kind of open and then straight after a lot of the feedback was that it was people coming and saying oh it's really good to see somebody that I, that I like know being so open about how they feel and and being yeah. and, and they looked at that as a support too so I can kind of I can totally resonate with what you mean about this lad who's obviously looking at you as an inspiration so. it's it's, it's all about i mean it's not projecting a positive image it is living a positive life
2: yeah i mean um, i I mean i'll project positivity when when i'm when it's genuine you know i don't don't have any i don't have any problem you know with that um but you know i think i think it's really difficult There. you know as we said before there's there's an expectation that on people now that that they feel like they have to do that all the time you know otherwise they're not impressing anyone or you know whatever and it's like that's you're looking through the wrong end of the telescope there you know like it's just that's not the for me anyway i I don't believe that's the the right way to you know to do it but i mean interestingly for me i mean i was going to ask you a question sorry to turn the tables around but you know with the with the feedback that you got on your on your you know your first podcast when you were talking uh you know to each other and opening up and 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 that kind of thing did you have any like um uh feedback from from people that listened that the you know along the lines of uh the, the I guess the 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 kind of you know about well specifically about it was really interesting and different to hear men opening up um you know about these things. Do you think that there's like a there's there's an issue with 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 men in general that finding it difficult to open up, or um you finding that sort of less and less now?
1: Well, I mean, me personally, um one of the people I I don't know if it was men, but it. This is kind of a side note, but it's kind of related to what you just said. Um, it's not really been broached on the like the podcast, but uh, between the last two episodes, I actually, lost my uncle to suicide, okay. um, and that what you just said, kind of the people who've come to me are young men, and that's inspiring. Even though something tragic's happened to me yeah. in my immediate family, seeing young men who are in my immediate friends group who I never knew had any sort of uh, struggles or anything coming to me. Has that when I was in a dark place about what happened with my uncle, and I kind of asked like Stephen and the boys for just a bit of support? I actually did think back to the people that had reached out because of the podcast and what we do, and said it's yeah. really, really nice to see people being open about how they're feeling and 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 honest. Um, yeah, yeah. I know that was a bit of a tangent, but no, yeah absolutely, it was, no, it's it's not, no, it's
2: not, like, it's, not a, it's not a tangent at all. No. It, that, I mean, that's kind of that's exactly the an example of what I was we, trying we, to, to
1: we get. Had to no to. idea that anything was wrong with my uncle. It was a very out of the blue thing just a random Monday morning where I got a phone call saying it happened and nobody expected it so that was hard but it's also made me say to all the boys that we do the podcast with it's so important that we are like open and honest with this and try and yeah. kind of break down this stigma not just around mental health but men's mental health and and something like macho shit and just I trying to be supportive of one another and men are feelings too I Ab- absolutely
0: think that the key is honesty and um Ross, Ross messaged us to tell us what had happened and we were all taken aback and you got your instant reply of dude i'm so sorry to hear that like if you need me i'm here but i'll be honest um i i didn't really know how to how to how best to help him or what to say so it took me mm. like it took me a while to figure out what i wanted to say so it took me a, like two or three days and it, um when i eventually did message him i'm like a bigger longer thing to say look man i'm i'm struggling with what to say for this because i know i i, I haven't been in this situation you're in but you know yeah um I, like, if there's anything that I can do or, like, say or, you know, what whatever you need, I'm here kind of thing. Um, and I'm sorry that it took me so long and I'm sorry that that kind of held me back. Because, like, this point is, is very, very important. I think there is a culture amongst men to kind of be off, like, to be blasé. Like, you know, like, yeah. like the best lifestyle is a lifestyle where you don't have to think about anything and you just kind <laughs> of, like go about yeah. and everything just automatically happens to you effortlessly cool with sunglasses on in the top down in your car you know <laughs> um, yeah but, but I
2: that's think... why that's why i wanted to ask you guys this, you know that question absolutely um,
0: but i think the reality is that um sometimes even when your intentions are good like you you might not do the right thing but you just need to be honest and kind of open up to it and apologize and say look i i tried to do the right thing there but it wasn't there and i think yeah being being open and honest is, is difficult i think for men in general and i think the more that we push this and the more that you put yourself in a difficult situation, the first time we sat down to do this podcast, I was having a panic attack nearly. I was like, I am an anxious person uh, and I'm going to be filmed and and speak and and talk about like really awkward things that people don't like to talk about. Uh yeah. And I just, I thought, I need, like I wanted to run away, like I really did. But you, yeah. can, you push through it and um, things like this where, I mean, we've never met um i I know a lot of the bands on your on your your label and stuff like that, but I didn't connect them um and here we are having a really open frank conversation about music and how important it is and how important it is in terms of mental health um and I really think that that this this is this is incredibly inspiring and and really it's really been really cool to get to chat to you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when uh, when Ross kind of hit me up initially, you know, about it. I mean, you know, I I was chairing a panel on on mental health and well-being in in music, and you know, but I mean, even even kind of, you know, doing you know doing that for me, it was you know beforehand. I mean, I don't you know I don't I love talking to people and, and whatever, but I don't find you know, I don't think probably anybody does, you know, I don't find kind of sitting up and, and chairing a panel in front of 100 to 200 people like easy. I just, you know, I, I was I was just like, well, you know, specifically because I've had my own kind of personal issues with, you know, with the top you know, the subject matter as well to then kind of sit there and kind of, you know, chair a panel on it is like, you know, I just I was the same as you. I was like, damn, I'll be lucky if I turn up, you know, it's just let alone be able to competently chair, a, you know, a panel on it. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I just, but at the same time, I kind of, you know, I remember physically kind of, you know, almost kind of like dragging myself down there and just being like, you know, you know how important this is. You know, you need to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, you know how beneficial it could be for. If, if there's even one person in the audience that, that doesn't say anything or doesn't speak to you or doesn't you know whatever but if they took away a piece of information or a contact number or a, an email address or just just a p, like a little snippet that somebody said that was helpful or inspiring to them and actually helped them deal with their own problem then that will have been worth it um, man. and, that's and nice. that worth your time so you know i'm worth the anxiety that you went through to, to sit up there and do it you know so yeah, sure. you have to, it's similar to what you were saying you know you get, it's just really important that that you know that we have these these conversations and, and hopefully help each other and you know i think it's um you know like you're saying about you know the, the unfortunate um family suicide thing you know similarly i had um you know my, my best friend killed himself uh, about two years ago and um it was, uh, yeah, you know, sort of horrible, horrible time, and and just kind of again, what you know, if there was kind of more, if there were more conversations, if there was, you know, if 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 he'd have been, it felt comfortable talking a bit more, and you know, and that kind of stuff, which he didn't, you know, then then maybe it could have been prevented, and you know, so it's, it's just super super important that these conversations happen, and. You know, and just like you said, right right at the top of this uh, this podcast, you know, just for people to know that they're, they're not alone. Um, you know, these, these things happen all the time. You know, we all have these feelings, but we all just deal with them in, in different ways, but that it's okay to talk to them and, and definitely share how you're feeling with your friends and, and you, you know, your family and that kind of thing, regardless of, you know, the anxiety you might feel about opening up. You know, just, you know, just make sure you do it. Just open up. You know, you, you're very, very rarely, if ever find you know a negative response to, to to speaking to someone that cares about you you know about the, the shit that you're going through they will always want to help you
0: yeah absolutely man and that, that we, i couldn't think of a better way to sort of start to wrap this up man um your, your time is valuable and we really appreciate you coming and talking to us and, and it seems no, like no, you, no you have absolutely the best attitude towards this um, Yeah. I think I, I think we're going to need to do a part 2 man because there's loads really of things agree. we didn't talk about and there's loads of things that you do that that is is involved in, in sort of pushing this and and helping with this so
2: um, yeah, well, I'm happy. I've, I've said this, you know, before, and I said I said to Ross, you know, these kind of conversations I'm more than happy to have. So if we want to do a part two, let's do a part two. I'm, I'm, I'd love to do it.
0: That'd be All amazing, right. man. Maybe a, a wee bit further down the line when we're a bit uh, bit more professional, we'll give you another story, <laughs> man. But we really appreciate, and uh, also being the guinea pig for this format, we've never never done one over the internet so we really hope that you you enjoyed it and, and got a chance to say some of the stuff that you wanted to say and, yeah yeah absolutely and so absolutely thanks. appreciate your time and thank you so much for coming on
1: and, and chatting to us man and no problem at all it's it's been my what, one last thing i have to ask you because you're never going to tell me anyway who is behind the mask and sleep talking <laughs> <laughs> no, i'm only joking I'm only, i know you'll never share that i'm just a big fan <laughs>
2: Yeah, do you know what yeah, I, the 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 answer I give everyone is that I don't know myself. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like
1: oh, <laughs> that's, right. that's a PR answer, man. it yeah. is. you. Know it's, it's you. Yeah. It's you, isn't it
2: Nathan? <laughs> that's the that's the most corporate thing you'll hear from me today. <laughs>
1: <Amazing>. <laughs> well yeah, it was uh, it was lovely speaking to you and um as Steven says, I totally agree a part two would be amazing. Yeah, Maybe if we'll do it much. in person.
0: We'll come down and hang out, and we can get to know each other better and, and get some. Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean I'll, I'll let you know if I'm if I'm coming up to Glasgow anytime soon. I was hoping to try and come up for wide days, but I don't think I'm going to be able to. Um, but uh, one of my colleagues, I think, is is uh, is coming up. But um, but yeah, I'll uh, if yeah, as as and when I'll I'll give you guys a shout if I'm ever up Excellent, nice one, man. And we'll that
0: give you a shout when this goes live, and you can um, tell us whether you want us to take it down or not. <laughs> 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 Well, that was one of the coolest chats that we've had so far. Um, getting getting through the format of, of Skype phoning was was really interesting. Um, it was great to catch up with Nathan. Uh, I think he made some really important points. Um, super inspiring to see someone just like take the bull by the horns and uh, and make music their career because they knew that that was all they could do and what they wanted to do and what they had to do. Um, and, and his... His key message there, you know, when he asked us a question, is is um is it's important for men to speak up and speak to other men, speak to their families and friends, and tell them how they're feeling. And I think if you can take anything away from today, it would be that. So um, we're gonna keep going with this. We've got new new guests lined up. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, and review it if you can. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Strongside Podcast uh until we get our act together and make a website um so yeah see you soon cheers